Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. I feel like my voice has become clearer since the canker sores. Like usually there's a hello, but it's like hello. However, more, uh, more, just a little bit more juicy when I talk. Um, hi, if you're just joining us for the first time, I have canker sores um, in my mouth. And boy, it's, I, I mean, I've suffered with like sores in my mouth for like, a, not a lot. Like it's always, it's been, like it, like canker sores as a kid, and then I used to chew gum so much that um, I would develop like like abrasions in my mouth because I was just so addicted to gum. I don't chew it anymore, but um, and then that I had to have surgery on my tongue to remove that, and then now this I have never gotten these this medicine I got yesterday from my ortho, Donist. <laughs> orthopedic surgeon <laughs> um <laughs> called dibacterol um if you have ganker sores and you've ever used dibacterol holy fuck 
it is the most painful thing I've ever. I mean, it's right up there with the biggest the um migraines. Like that is always my reference for like the worst pain I've ever felt. And one time when I had my um when I had a uh, colposcopy, that's where they like do a biopsy oh. of your um uterus, I guess, cervix, something up mm-hmm. there. And they're like, it's just gonna be a little snip, and I blacked out from the pain. It was just so severe. Um, what's the worst pain you've ever had, Noah? I think a coposcopy because it's it's like a pressure, like this in a location that I didn't ever think I could you feel. You didn't even any know pressure. you could feel things down there. Yeah, and it and just knowing that you're getting stuff snipped. Mm. The visuals alone are just terrifying. Yes, um, that's so much of pain too is when I learned from reading that book called Healing Back Pain that so much of our pain obviously comes from our brain. That's where it's like processed. And if you, you know, whatever's happening in your back like already hurts, but when you hear words like pinched nerve or slip disc or bulging disc and you just picture this disc being like crunched or this nerve being pinched, it the visual of that description makes you in more pain. Thus, chiropractors and back doctors who want to sell you surgeries, uh, they don't even know they're doing it, but they're selling you pain when they describe things like that. And then it makes their job more justified. No offense to back doctors out there. Some of you do great work. But a lot of these like things, it's just, it's so interesting when you kind of unpack what pain is. Because there's this amazing meditation on the Waking Up app about dealing with pain and it's like you're supposed like pain you're supposed to think of as like a separate thing and be like curious about your pain like if you're going through pain right now like think about your pain radiating from that space and think a bit like what is it like why am I feeling it like what and then there's some he even says Sam Harris says that there are situations where you can be so mindful that pain you can handle any form of pain and sit there like placidly. I think that's like, you know, when those monks self emoliate and set themselves on fire and they just sit there peacefully, that's like almost kind of what they're dealing with. But man, going through this, if you're someone who suffers chronic pain out there, shout out, how do you, how are you a pleasant person? How are you a functioning person? I mean, I, Everything falls by the wayside when I have this canker sore pain. It's so funny that like, oh, I can't write today. I can't do that call. And I feel justified in it. I can't fold my, I can't do my laundry. Everything feels insurmountable. I can't be in a good mood. I can't be nice to this person. I can't even process emotional pain that is coming from other areas accurately. Like yesterday I got so upset about, I got depressed, honestly, um, about some relationships in my life that I wasn't even seeing clearly because I was seeing it through a lens of canker sore pain. Like I was just so sad about the pain in my mouth and feeling alone with it and no one's nurturing me. No one's taking care of me. I have to do this all myself even though my mom did, did go and get the, the Bacterol from the doctor which was so nice of her. But you know, sometimes I just want someone to like put their arm around me when I'm like sick or just like let me cry about my canker sore pain which it feels ridiculous to cry about a little kankies but man you apply this to Bacterol 
blinding pain, shaking, tears running down my face. And you have to do it yourself because you don't have a loved one. Um, that's what it says on the instructions. If you don't have a boyfriend, you're on your own, bitch. Just tough it out like you're cutting off your own fucking arm under a boulder. Um, that's truly how it felt. I was watching YouTube videos of people doing it and just trying to get any kind of sympathy of like, this is not just me, right? This is like so painful. It cauterizes essentially the wound so that it kills the nerves so that it can heal without you crying constantly. I mean, I'm trying numbing agents. I'm trying little patches. I think it's getting better. I woke up today, like kind of moved my tongue to be like, eh? Eh? Is it still there? <laughs> Do you, if you go to bed with migraines ever, that's what I wake up. I, I, I always get migraines when I'm like falling asleep. And then sleep is the only thing that will like repair it. And whenever I wake up after a horrible migraine sesh, I open my eyes kind of like, is it gone? Is the dust settled? But this morning I felt that way and I was like, oh my God, it's gone. And then I was like, ah, I like ripped out my mouth, mouth guard and it like struck one of the ulcers. I'm sorry to talk about it so much. I really like, I promise you I'm not a baby when it comes to pain. And even if I were a baby when it comes to pain, it doesn't matter because I'm feeling pain, right? Like I think I always like to go, no, no, this, I actually deserve to feel this, you guys, because I have a really high pain threshold. And so like, just trust me because, but even if, you know, I didn't and it hurt, like who cares? It hurts. And I'm trying everything I can to make it not hurt. I don't want to be this way. I love how I have to justify my own pain to myself. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, I, I, do you get canker sores ever? No, no canker sores, no cold sores. Have you ever me. had one? No, I've never had one. Ooh, that's interesting. They have like a taste to them. I mean, most people get canker sores. And it is so interesting that there's, I have no shame in admitting I have canker sores, but any other mouth sore, I mean, kill me before I mention it on, you know, YouTube, wherever we are. Um, I look like shit today too. Um, and that's not me being like, please tell me I'm beautiful. Uh, I took a, I, I needed sleep because canker sores are a result of stress, lack of sleep, and I just haven't been able to sleep that much recently. Not because I'm like, I want to sleep and I can't. I just like don't want to sleep. Um, what are you doing instead of sleeping? Uh, being on my phone, Reddit. Mm. And like, you know, you know the best thing to sleep though? Anyone who complains about sleep, including Nikki Glazer, pull up a book. I mean, that's for me. I pull up a book on my phone. Read a book and you will be sleeping within no time. It's always the answer and it never seems like what I want it to be. This is my last resort. What do you do when you're not sleeping, Noah? Um, reading. And um, on my iBook app, I have it in scrolling mode. And I feel like the scrolling makes my eyes roll to the back of my head eventually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you're like, Ugh. Instead of flipping, Ugh. I just do the scroll up and it just I love that you do the iBook on your phone on your phone or iPad on my phone <laughs> yeah did you get that from me um or I were think, you always reading on your phone uh, well I I started reading on my phone when we on in the you up days because I just needed to read a lot like all the books that we were talking about on the oh show my God, yes and it was just a great way of reading everywhere yes it is I I that's all that's when people buy me books I go please don't I just I, I only read on my phone I don't think a lot of people read on their phone, but 
people got to understand it's a great place to read. People always read on their iPads or whatever. It's like, why do we need a lot of... You read on your phone all the time. You read articles. You read tweets. I like um, it because I can yeah. search for stuff. So if we're like referencing something from the book, I can just go in the search and find it. Yes. That's what I like about it too. Let's sell people on this. You can all... Here's some negatives. Um, you don't get to see your progress as much where you're like, oh, I'm holding this big piece of fucking chunky book that I already f- finished. You don't get the, the cover... Doesn't come up. Do you ever find though, Noah? Do you use the iBook app? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you ever find that text sometimes fucks up and like, kind of like will all go to the side or it like chops in half? That might just be me because I read with really big font. No, you oh, never find that. No, no, I read uh, smaller font. Really? Yeah. Okay. I read like super big font, but um, sometimes that's a problem. But I make my page black, and then yep. the writing is like a, you know sepia so it's like very soothing to the eyes and i swear to god i can't get through i'm still reading cupid's poison arrow and um still learning so much i realize i don't have to get a degree if i want to become self-helpy i can read a bunch of books and then i can bring those experts on to my like to my thing and like just reference them i mean my my act right now the special that i'm preparing is turning into it really is getting to I do, which I haven't even finished that book because I, the, I just never got around to it. But I'm just g- telling girls what I found in that book and how I've used it in my life, even though I've read a third of it. I'm really excited for you to see it, Noah. I hope I get it right. And I want you to go in and go, mm, this part, not good. This, you know, maybe we should change this. The only thing I'm, I'm you know, backing up against is the notion that you know, I, I think I have like an actually good reason and I share with women a good reason to not have sex too soon. Now, I know in the book she says, don't let them in your mouth, your vagina or your a-hole until you get a commitment. But I say, just not your vagina. Like that, I think, has been working for me. I make a good argument, but I just feel like girls are like, but I want to have sex. I like it. And like, I make a pretty good argument for like, okay, you can't, you just don't get to do things because you like it. Like, it's not a good enough excuse. Like sometimes things you like don't, you know, eating all the food in your pantry, sometimes it would be a good idea, but that's not going to like make your life better. So you don't get to always do it. Punching people in the face is sometimes seems like the best a thing you'd like to do and you don't do it. Um, you know, the, I could go on and on with stuff all day long or impulsively. We're like, but I like it. Oh, okay, okay, then murder that person. You know, this is how we get road rage and stuff is people don't don't stop themselves before the, I want to, and then, but what? But what someone brought up to me was like, you, I had said this weekend, I go, learn how to respect yourselves by like having boundaries. And my friend had said, I don't think you should make it a thing about women respecting themselves because some women that want to have sex freely they would argue that's respecting themselves. And I'm like, well, if it's not getting you the results you want every time you sleep with someone just because you want to, I'm not saying you don't respect your... I think people have a really hard time admitting that they might have low self-esteem. And I don't have so much of a problem with that. And I have to find a way to communicate to those women who might go, no, I don't. I love myself. And it's like, it doesn't mean it's bad if you don't like your... Like, we all have low self-esteem. We were born women. Like, that's what society makes us feel. So... How do I get to them? How do I communicate with women who are really don't want, are really 
Because I don't relate to that. I don't relate to... I love going... I have low self-esteem. It's like, okay, that's fine. Um, it almost acknowledges I'm better than I think I am. It's almost like kind of a, a brag. Uh, do you know what I'm saying, Noah? Yeah. I'm wondering, though, if maybe through the rest of what you're talking about, if finally there could be that point where they are like, okay, wait, that does kind of sound like what I'm going through. Yeah, I mean, I... Th- because ultimately, if we're not getting what we want out of relationships, and also um, to what your friend was saying, if if a woman just wants to go out and just hook up and she's not interested in a relationship, that's a different conversation. Totally I think different. what you're talking about is for women who are having a hard time finding a partner and just having, you know, a, an easygoing, functioning relationship. That That's the distinction I need to make is... And then I also need to make the distinction of, honey, I know you think that you don't, that you're fine having casual sex, no strings attached. Women want to be able to approach sex the same way men do. And then you get into the gender, like, well, you know, you get into the thing of like, there are some women that are, that are okay with it. There's a small percentage of women that can have casual sex that have more, that have a more masculine kind of essence. I don't know. There's some places, but those women... And I feel guilty about only speaking towards the heteronormative experience. And I I promise all my listeners that I will get real gay pretty soon. Queer, whatever you want to say. It's going to happen. I'm not not in a relationship yet. This is all not working (laughs) for for me. I'll eventually be there and have lots to comment. Um, Well, did you hear that? um, I'm sorry. Did you hear about Elvira coming out? The woman that plays Elvira? She's been a lesbian for many, many years. The whole time. But, uh, I'm, I'm the sorry. Whole time? She, she hasn't been a lesbian. She's been in a relationship with a woman, but she doesn't um, identify as a, as a lesbian. She just fell right. in love with the woman. She's just... It was beautiful. You know what? Great. I love that. Like, you don't have to... Just because you date a woman doesn't mean you're like, I'm gay, and that's... And not that there's anything wrong with being gay, truly. Like, it's just like... And then people get hung up on like... I'm pansexual I, and people get go, oh, what is that? Just stop it. Just be gay or whatever. It's like, let people be whatever the fuck they want. Who cares? Got into a really big debate. Not really big, but man, I have so much to say. I'm going to bring in um, the virtuoso and we'll get into why I'm calling him that uh, right now. So uh, one second, let's bring him in and we'll pick right back up. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good hey andrew yo how'd you sleep pretty good pretty yeah. good um i called you the virtuoso before i brought you in uh oh you told them about the uh, i haven't told nope. them i just go because i was about to get into some stuff and i go you know what let's bring andrew in here for this uh to tell, why are you the virtuoso because i think like uh, 
I'm just so great at comedy. <laughs> oh, the Myers Briggs. Um, well, it's I found we out took it's a not Myers, Myers Briggs. It's what called is it? Sixteenpersonalities.com, and it's not Myers Briggs, but it's his, it's damn close, but it's not officially Myers Briggs. Um, if it's such a fun quiz, I really recommend all the besties go do it, and with their other friends and their people mm-hmm. that you are work with or pe- your partner, you find out a lot about the people. You you probably. We'll end up having more empathy for them when you figure out, yes. oh, this is where they're coming from. This is why why they are the way they are. And, oh, this is why they act the way they act. And almost like because you, you read about this characterization of the person. And then you for me, it was like, oh, my God. I, when I read mine, my breakdown of my person. Can we say who you are? Yeah. Three, two, one. The commander. Con- uh, commander. <laughs> the commander which, pretty much if it's a female version it's the cunt and if you're a man you're just a boss yeah you're the commander of the ship and if you're the woman you're the fucking uh you know we were both very Hillary. small percentages of uh people of that society. are that steve jobs was a commander and noah was a mediator which a lot of people in my life are mediators right yep are you a mediator yeah, I was. So commander of me to out you. She's very mediator on this show. I mean, it does I fit mean, her. As soon it's... as I heard, I didn't even know that was one of the classifications. And when she told us that, because I go, Noah, please do this. I want to know what you are. And I wanted you to do it with Avi. You guys were both mediators, right? No, he's commander, which makes oh, perfect sense. Oh, he's commander. Sense. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> it's so interesting. Uh, he's the only other commander I've met since doling this test out to everyone. There can Avi only and I be got to get together and yeah. conquer some uh, <laughs> you know, indigenous islands. Um, I the so this Myers Briggs thing is pretty much those tests that you hear like I'm an ENJF or I'm a CUNT or whatever, <laughs> and I I don't really know what the letters all mean. I retook the test the other day and I got a different one, which oh. was interesting because I and then I read all about it and I I related to it less. Although there were pieces of it that you know I think I'm s- commander slash debater, but what I found. And what I wanted to talk about that got me into this was that with a commander and especially with a debater, I feel closer to people when they engage in like an argument or like, you know, I don't one of the questions on the test was, do you like to watch people fight? I do not like to watch people fight like in, you know, with their words. But I do enjoy when some I feel closer to people and loved when they go head to head with me and try to like. May, try to prove me wrong and I get to like engage and a lot of times commanders don't realize this and I found this out through reading the thing and I actually gave this exact advice to, I like I'm kind of I, I was proud of myself because a couple weeks ago I was dealing with a friend whose friend who she was dealing with has a commander type personality where is always picking like arguments and my friend tends to just shut down and give and just be like okay you're gonna win all the time so I'm just not even gonna say anything I may have mentioned this on the show sorry to repeat myself but I told her, I go, I relate to this person you're talking about, even though I don't want to because she seems awful, but Mm -hmm. I relate to this person. And I have to say when people shut down, when I'm trying to go, why did you do that? Or like, what? No, it's this way. And they just go, okay. I know that they don't think that I'm right. I know that they're just like, you're crazy and I'm done with it. (laughs) And it's, uh, I feel sad, uh, like not not seen not heard it makes me feel like and i I have to acknowledge that people don't want to fight with me so i have to first of all work on that kind of confrontation style if i want people to debate with me i have to go about it with a different tone 
But I also want people in my life to know that when I come at you like that, it's not like it's it's that's a weird fucking way I show love or like want to get closer to people. Because if I don't like you, I generally as a I guess not as a commander, but just as a pussy, (laughs) I I don't want to talk. I don't want to even engage with you. Like I there are certain people that I like don't like like and I would be scared to debate them because I just. I just don't not because I feel like I'd lose, but because I feel like they're idiots. And well, like do you I feel won't like win you're against an idiot. Commander where you feel like you have the upper hand or that you will win. No, because my therefore... sister stood up to me and I told this before, but yeah. right around this time my sister I was going on and on about how I believe in God now and what that means to me and my family obviously does not. And I came from a family that if you believe in God or any kind of uh, higher power, you're kind of uh, dumb and an idiot and a sh- you know just one of the sheep sheeple and so I was telling them I believe in God my dad was not present because I just don't even want to bring this up to my dad yet but it was my sister and my mom we were talking about body acceptance and like liking ourselves and possibly the fact that we as women have low self-esteem and my mom is a person that does not want to admit she has low self-esteem I love myself and I go well then why do you constantly say i look old and you look old and disgusting you know all these Mm -hmm. things it's like it doesn't match with someone so i told her she was well how am i supposed to do that nick and she's like you're beautiful and young and tall and thin and of course you like yourself and i'm like but i will get old and look older and gain weight because you need fat because you fall more and your bones are brittle that's why you get fatter and your metabolism slows down you need fat when you get older it will happen to me and should i just hate myself then mom she goes, well, how are you? And I said, well, I believe like God wants, whatever God is wants me to look the way I am. And when I struggle with how I look, I just kind of trust that that's what, that's not, it's not in my control. It's not up to me. So it's not like me deciding to be fat. I'm like, God needs me to be fat today. Like, or look this way. And that it was, it well, wasn't God likes a fat ass. <clears throat> we know that. Yeah. Jesus was t- a chubby chaser. Yeah. Um, and so... My mom, so my my sister goes, so you just, you believe in God? And I'm like, yeah, I just know God. Like, I just know you, there's nothing you could do to like convince me otherwise. It's just, it had an epiphany and I just know. I have to know, otherwise, fuck. And my sister was like, the way you talk, like sometimes it's just like, it's your way or the highway. Like you just know and that no one else can ever. And I go, yeah, because that's, it's me. And I, I, I have to think, of course I feel that way, like, I and I go and it was the first time she's ever stood up to me that way she was like just the way you talk it's like no one else can have an opinion and I go you're right I was like but I want so badly for other people to I mean I've ch- had my mind changed by people going actually Nikki no I mean you have before yeah but I just think but I have to change my tone I, I know tone I guess people don't like to hear well it's your tone because it's, it's your so tone vague. because then you go oh you can't hand like but no, I don't feel like when it's, someone yeah. talks. This is the thing when someone like that. We met the owner of that uh, of that theater the other day, and he was a little anti-Semitic. He was a little off his rocker, and he's talking a to little. me a lot off his rocker. No, a, a lot anti-Semitic. Okay, so but me and Emil are sitting there. I thought he was very on his rocker, which is the sad part. John Rocker. That's for two. That's for <laughs> two know, people that me. listen. Oh, you know it. I know John Rocker. <laughs> okay, yeah. wow. Okay. I listen. I know baseball controversy, but I don't know. Well, John Rocker said the N word, which is probably this guy's favorite player. <laughs> um, so, but 
to my point is this guy's talking about conspiracy theories and he's talking about them so intently and he has like a little bit of data backing it up where the last thing I'm going to go is no America wouldn't kill fucking 3,000 people to get like because you like, don't want to because we're, it was the end of the night you don't want to engage in that and you're in he owned the building he owned the building but I'm saying a lot of these times you might I own, own the building yes you own this building yes. so so people might not or your sister for that sure. fact also, it's annoying to have to have like some people don't want to. They don't sign up for a debate at three in the afternoon. Totally, and that's but that what being I said, to hear. but that being said, I think like if you go, you know, I think I, you know, in my opinion, I believe in God as opposed to God is real. That's right. a two different kind of sense. Totally, I, I agree with you, and that's what I needed to hear. Like as soon as she said that, I was like. I fucking respect you so much. Like, not that someone has to earn my respect. Like, it just was like, I needed someone in my family to stand up to me because I, it, I, that's, I want it. I want it. That's what I'm trying to get, to be honest with you, is to be seen and to have someone go, you're this, like, we see what you're doing, Nikki. You want attention. You're mm. not getting it. Like, here you go. Let me give it to you. Like, I'm trying to get, that's how I get love because in my house, you weren't getting attention unless you were, yelling you know yeah. so i think that or or being right or making a good intellectual point like so i need to i need to work on that like i need to i need to acknowledge that i seek attention and closeness from people by screaming with them as opposed to going like hey andrew can i have a hug i'm really sad today and like i would love what to. what would that mean for me to do as opposed to going like do you know that when you leave that light on, blah, 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 like that to me, that's getting you to stay around, mm -hmm. look me in the eyes, talk to me. That gets that gets me the same thing that I, it, it honestly it doesn't get me. It's not getting me what I want, which is like intimacy with friends and loved ones and closeness. Like with this canker sore, like I'm I was so jealous of Brenna last night having like someone with her when she was feeling sick because I was in my room just in cr so much pain. And I'm like. God, I want, and it wasn't about like you because it's not like you would have been in my room with me if I was cankering out. But it was just like I saw what it, how good it is to have someone go to the doctor, go to the store for you yeah. to get you meds and to like kind of go get you water and like dote on you when you're sick. And I was just like, God, I want that. And I feel like I've done so much to like I am constantly pushing that away in my life and like don't want it because I feel like. Because there's a part of me that also goes, oh, I'd feel so bad making someone run to the store when they just want to go to sleep or that, you know, all of those things. What, what does it feel like to be able to take care of someone that isn't feeling well? Well, last night, yeah, Brenna was sick. And so around 11 at night and uh, we didn't have any like cold medicine. We just had like. Yeah, stock up. Yeah. And uh, also whatever, however you want to say, but Tylenol is apparently better if it was COVID than Advil. Yeah. So I knew that. It's not and COVID. She got tested she did, this morning. Yeah, she got yeah. tested. She was negative. But I was, you know, I don't even think about it. I think like when you love someone and like, it, I've never really felt this where I'm like, like if you I get help. sick from her, okay, I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm riding or dying with you, yes. whatever. And I, when I go to Walgreens, it's not like I'm like, there's not even like a, an, ounce of me going 
God, I want to just go to bed. Like, I can't believe I have to go to Walgreens. I'm just in autopilot to make her feel better. And that just feels fucking great because it's like, oh, you're thinking completely outside yourself. Yeah, I saw that yesterday with her. Did you notice when she was doing laundry? She was like, I'm just like, it was before she started feeling really sick. She was like kind of bubbly walking around the apartment. She's like doing laundry. She asked me if I she wanted like to throw in any of my stuff she's so sweet and she's like i think i'm just doing a lot of laundry because it's like for the first time it's like free and she was just like i want to do it and i'm like get it girl and then um and andrew was like i love it too and she was like yeah and i love doing your laundry and he was like you said something in response to that you go like yeah it's it's uh it's awesome for me because i have i i really need it done and she said something she goes I actually like doing it because I th- like to think that it makes you happy and it's mm. making your life better. Like you could tell her motivation wasn't because God, he needs it. It was like you get happy when you have clean clothes and someone's taking care when like providing you that. So I want to give that only to make you happy, not because your clothes are so gross, babe. What's going on? It was just her doing a, uh, an act of love. Yeah. It wasn't about the laundry and it was so apparent. I wish I would have written down exact exactly the interaction but you had responded in some way that was like yeah clean i need my clean i need it so bad like my clothes like i haven't done laundry while she goes no i'm just doing it because it seems to she goes or the fact that it just seems to make you happy and i like doing things that make Mm -hmm. you happy it was like oh fuck (laughs) it was so sweet it's so nice to see and my mom wrote me last night too and she's like my mom i think had a little uh boozy booze last night and she was texting me and she said, what did she say? It's, I'll do my mom's impression. It was so cute. She goes, um, uh, she's like, oh my God, I sent her, I sent her all these texts, people telling, telling me on, cause she, my mom was at the meet and greet on Saturday night with my dad. And so many people were writing to me being like, your mom is so beautiful. I have never once asked anyone to say that, never solicited that. So I shared it with my mom because last night my mom was having a little bit of like anxiety about being on camera and stuff. And, you know, and as we all do, everyone, especially women of a certain age. And she and I sent her all these tweets that I got and DMs from people. And she's like, she's just being sweet. She'll say anything. And I go, will you not disrespect my fans this way? I didn't ask her to say that. This girl doesn't. So what? So when she also said she had fun at my show, was that a lie, too? Can you maybe think that, and then I realize my mom thinks that when people say she looks beautiful, that they're lying because my mom probably does that to people and is lying. You know, like mm. we don't trust people when we are, you know, people that are so paranoid about being cheated on are usually cheating. It's like, well, mom, you need to be more honest with other people in your life so that when they're honest with you, you can, if that makes any sense. So she goes, oh, she said the funniest thing. She goes, tomorrow on camera, can you be a better stage daughter? <laughs> and I go, what does that mean? I would, I would love to do that. And she goes, I just think it's funny. Instead of me being a stage mom, you're a stage daughter. And I was like, that is funny. Will you say that on camera? But anyway, um, she goes, and, uh, all right, love you. Has Andrew been making a lot of noise in the other room? Ugh, I hope so. JK. <laughs> So I guess she was saying like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said he's been quiet. He and Brenna are so happy and cute. It's awesome. So happy for him. And that's I was just like writing it. I'm like, oh, it's just spilling out of me. I was just so I'm just so happy for both of you. And I I joke a lot about her being young and and old soul and all those things. But I genuinely am um, like so 
happy to see you being loved by someone like genuinely and you also doing that back and like just even through the door hearing like the little like giggles and stuff like not through the door but like when I'm walking by yeah, when you have the cup on the door yeah yeah like uh, <laughs> when I uh, have Mike to your room secretly when you're pretending and... to be cleaning the windows on the 12th floor <laughs> with a mustache on yeah yeah you knew that was me <laughs> yeah I knew I'm so scared of heights but I just wanted to see you two being cute where did um, you get the rope uh, uh, listen, I got a lot of it from my depression days that I never used. <laughs> you are <yeah>, the <laughs> oh What do I do with all those little those stools? Wait, what was it, Norm McDonald's joke about the 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 shaky stool store next to the rope store? Oh, Something about a suicide thing. Yeah. Okay, we got to get to the news, but I'm happy for you, bro. Ah, thanks. Apparently, that's nice. Here we go. You heard it here first. Hey. I'm gonna jump some ambisol in my mouth. Uh, the shooting relief of Ambisol, maximum strength. Who is ever going to buy ma- a- Ambisol? Minimum? I'm good. Yeah. Ah, Ambisol, yeah. You never hear minimum strength. By the way, there's no... It's like a there's, Seinfeld it's, bit. It is a Seinfeld bet. But is it really? It's about Tylenol, oh. like ex- extra strength. He's like, and Ex- what about the one that's just medium? No one's buying like, I just want a little... Extra know. mild. They just add those words to make you go, ooh, this is near barely legal Ambisol. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it makes it sound like. Like we're getting away with, like uh, we're we're giving you stuff that usually you need a prescription for. That's hilarious. Don't tell anyone. A woman is seeking. Oh, having all have all the swells. Oh yeah. It doesn't feel forced. It's very natural <laughs> when I go have all the have all the swells. Um, a woman is seeking one million dollar payout from Geico after allegedly contracting HPV. Uh, while having sex a in a car insured by the company. What? So the company, her car's insured by Geico, and she got HPV in Did her she car. she put the gear shift off her puss? <laughs> like the we manual. recommended? Yeah, she got it from the, uh, the, the card that you put, your insurance card. Oh, wait. No, 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 oh, no. Wait, no. Geico- so her car, her car is insured by Geico, and yeah. now she got HPV from having sex in her car. I yes. think it was this her boyfriend's car that was insured, or her partner's car. Oh, sue your boyfriend. Yeah, obviously, but the boyfriend's obviously poor. Can you sue someone for giving you HPV knowingly? Desperate Maybe. times call for litigious, you know desperation like this is just like an insane claim you know that david i watched this um documentary about david geffen yeah on uh netflix if you don't know who david geffen is neither did i i mean i've always heard his name there's one scene they show from the school of rock do you remember that movie yes uh with jack black and all the parents are like confronting him for the first time about like their kids are obsessed with rock music and all these parents are going, why is my son listening to blah, blah, blah? And then one woman goes, why is my daughter suddenly obsessed with David Geffen? And I, I remember seeing that movie and going, who's David Geffen? I just assumed he was some bassist for something. He's a music producer. He was an agent, a manager, a producer. A He watched this documentary, you guys. My dad recommended it over the weekend. Why I bring it up right now is because David Geffen once sued Neil Young because he he had Neil Young on his one of his record labels, mm-hmm. and Neil Young decided to be uh, to make an experimental album and just kind of deviate from what we expect from Neil Young. And did I can't even believe what Neil Young put out for a while. I mean, you wouldn't recognize him. He was he was kind of being like an eighties like you would th- you would have thought you were watching a Duran Duran video. Yeah, and some of the stuff he was putting out. It was like when Garth Brooks did Chris Gaines, kind yeah. of like oh yeah, 
And Neil Young is in this documentary talking about like, yeah, I, I'm an artist. When you when you're a record label, you're invest you you're not you shouldn't be in it to make a profit. You should be in it to put art out into the world. And that's what you were doing. And sorry. And Geffen, because it bombed so much and he felt so annoyed that he would sign artists and then they would take these like artistic liberties that he got some bad advice and he sued Neil Young to uh, give, because he would give these artists extreme advances. He was a great manager, great, great uh, agent, really believed in his artists, lost a lot of money, would be, nurture them, be like, he was so cool. And he, but he sued Neil Young for putting out, like, to, for like not giving you Neil Young. And he goes, I got, Neil Young's like, I got sued for being an artist. They're still really good friends, but they never kind of recovered from that. But just the ridiculousness of suing these, these kind of, yeah. when you are just like, there have been times I think that I'm like, could I sue for that? Like, is there a way? And you know that woman got H HPV and was just like, the wheels started turning. Yeah, who can I blame for this? Of the also a million dollars. It's like, I mean, it's just it blows my mind that you know, so or someone that slip and falls in Walmart and their yeah. first thought is, oh my god, hey, where's a mop? Where who? Why was there no sign? Spade N told me about his mom was walking in a Ross dress for less, and she. There was some piece of equipment that yeah. they were like hanging something, and it got left out in the shoe aisle, and she tripped over it and sliced her leg like open, so like just bleeding everywhere, just like muscle tissue yeah. was. And she, um, and David's like, you know, this is Neil kind Young's of a fall, place probably. to, it, yeah, it was Neil Young's. Neil. <laughs> his you know, music was playing his new kicked. wave phase. So did that she was sue? playing in the Ross? Yeah, <laughs> did she um, sue? No, she she was like, that was my fault. I'm a clumsy old lady. And David was like, for the first time ever, it was kind of a fall in a store where it was like they left like a chainsaw out in the fucking like it was that egregious of like an error. And his wife, his mom was just like, no, that was I'm just clumsy. It was my fault. And not that he was encouraging her to do so, but it was just interesting that like. There are certain people that can go, I would never do that. It's my mm -hmm. fault. I'm clumsy. And then there are people that you just, oh, my God, it would be the worst thing ever. If, you yes. know, there was a guy at my show on uh, Chicago on um, Saturday night, first show, Noah, um, and I was about to bring up Andrew, and his seat fell out uh, from, uh, like, I don't know what happened, but one of the, oh, the yeah. seats were rickety anyway. They were great seats. You know, they set them up so it's not standing room only. And this guy's seat f fell and he fell on the ground. It was, you know, truly probably so embarrassing for him. Thank And I go, I even said, I was like, of anyone whose seat could fall, this guy is the best one because he was just looked like a biker. He was like a tough looking dude. His name is Kenny. Shout out, Kenny. You handled it so fucking well. I tried so hard so in that amazing. moment. He's and at a law office right now. Like, I said why to, you're saying this. I said to Kenny, I was like, please don't sue. I was kind of thinking like, oh, yeah. I, could. Uh, I was like, let's move on uh, because I don't yeah, yeah. Uh, want any. Please don't call 800-888-MORI <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always but like two guys on there. Like I was just d desperate to make Kenny feel better because... I yeah, because that girl fell through the meet and greet too. Yeah, Kirsten's friend. And you handled it. You you really did like like handle it so well. She was where the like, first one up because it's so easy to point it. and laugh so or she, feel uncomfortable. She was a little bit drunk. She had drank too much, which I been there. First of all, been in all these situations, you know, where something you draw out of attention to yourself because you didn't. He didn't want the chair to fucking fall or whatever. And this girl uh, had drank a little too much, and she like. The backdrop for my meet and greet, it seems like it might be against a wall. 
and I, and so she kind of leans back and all of a sudden it's not a wall and then you freak out and then you, but she just like perfectly fell on this little stage and then sat down like oh, and the whole but the whole screen falls down everyone can watch it's on everyone's a stage everyone's seeing you everyone's yeah. lined up to meet me and they all she's the first one up and um Kirsten told me she was so embarrassed and I just want to shout out to her Taylor uh I like loved you so much more in that moment than if that wouldn't have happened and I want to be friends with you and you were so lovely and maybe you had a little too much to drink, but like been there and yeah, yeah, it's just like, I just took her and I was like, listen, I have fallen on stage in the same Mm -hmm. way. It happens. It's funny. It's a good story. You're okay. And she was just kind of like, I was just trying to like, please just know that this is okay. And And don't sue me. And then there was this one girl, (laughs) did you hear the girl in line? Brittany in Kansas. Brittany, not, not cool. Brittany was a little drunk too. And she was like, okay, you've been up there long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this girl that just fell. I'm like, let me have time with this girl and have her like kind of recover from it. It reminds me of a, I saw this video. And then Brittany was nice. It's on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And it's Ronaldo, the soccer player who has, you know, 200 billion fans. Yeah. And there's an, uh, an Asian kid trying to talk to him who speaks, you know, Chinese or Japanese or whatever. And he's trying to speak uh, Renal- Portuguese. And he's having a tough time. And everyone starts laughing at the kid, except for Ronaldo. And Ronaldo goes, no, he's doing a good job and, like, made it a point. And everyone in the room, shit, it's, like, that quick of one person doing the right thing where everyone goes, oh, I'm an asshole. And that's what it reminded me of, of when you helped a girl up and you were like, no, this isn't. We could all point and laugh at her. Obviously, this is. And it's all going to happen to all of us. And I did that for the guy that felt, I go, you, we're all thinking right now, God, thank, like, that would be, what if it were me? You know, we can point and laugh at him, but every one of us here is going, if we live long enough, is going to have a moment like that. So do right now what you would want people to do to you in that moment, which is like, oh, who the fuck cares? It's funny. Fuck it. Oh. And the guy couldn't, he, the guy was so cool. I met him after that, the meet and greet, and he didn't even remember, like, to have that happen right away at a show, the whole time, I just didn't want him to be sitting there being like, that was so embarrassing. That was like, you know, I wanted him to be able to have fun. And he did. Kenny was awesome. In 2014, a drunk driver had his penis and a testicle amputated after a horrific crash when he lost control of his car, leaving him a broken neck, jaw, hips, nose, pelvis, and brain injury. And today he says he feels like more of a man than before his accident. Whoa. He's just one ball left. Yeah, just one ball, I guess. Yeah. He said his penis looks like a stump. I get it, brother. Uh, <laughs> at least you have a car wreck to blame. Why does it on. he say that? Why does he feel like more of a man? Because he said he they had to that? amputate my well manhood. It's like they chopped a tree down and it's a stump. I want to tell the world about the emotional toll this took and will always take on me. It has forever changed my life in a way that I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. Mm. Happily single, he said, I feel like I can open up about it. I'm not ashamed anymore. Life's hard, but it's made me a lot more confident in myself. I yes. realize it's not the most important thing and that doesn't make you who you are. Love it. You know, if anyone out there is listening or that might have a, a penis that they're not thrilled about and think and like to blame and like to think not blame, but like think, oh, women are never going to love me because of this or, you know, maybe some women won't. Some really like insecure women themselves, because we can only the way we judge others is the way we judge ourselves. And so. You know, maybe there are some women that won't want to be with you, but um, 
I would I would definitely be in a relationship with a guy with a stump for a penis and like br- uh, that survive. Uh, There's a lot of TikToks going. Even if he was born with a stump and didn't have a cool like DUI story, you know. Guess what? He's in St. Louis. Oh, yes. He's sitting next to you. God, I love I love disabled guy. I I hate to say that, but I when I when a guy walks up that has like an injury or like needs help getting up the stairs or it's just like just there's something about a guy with a that in a wheel just any kind of guy i just feel like they've been through a lot it's like it's the same way i feel about men when i meet them and they have a lot of trauma from their childhood i'm just like attracted to people who have persevered past a lot of stuff so i, I there's a sexiness to it um that i can't deny yeah, if they can handle the wheelchair wheelchair they can handle debating with you you know exactly <laughs> The commander will. The commander will take your wheelchair. And... You like a guy with a peg leg because you're a pirate. Yeah, oh, there you go, commander. <laughs> I'm gonna get a telescope. I mean, I think uh, there's there's these TikToks now where it's like girls holding up like seven eight inches. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't want that. Nine to ten inches, not for me. And then it's you know four to five inches in the way. Oh yeah, and then That's like nice. some guy will cut it to just this short guy going, "Let's fucking go!" <laughs> He's just so fucking stoked That's on cute. it. And it is like it. It does. I mean, it is nice to put that out in the world that some girls don't need a long, what about long dick lesbians? man. What yeah. about lesbians, y'all? Like, what, they're very, y'all? <laughs> they're very hot women that have been into men before, and then suddenly they're dating a woman. Do you think they're just like sad the whole time? Hey, let's go to break and then um, come back and do Why Do I Care? And then get into Reddit. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Why do I care? Why do I care? Uh, why do you care, Nick? Okay, Chelsea Handler says she has hope, quote unquote, for everyone in this world after falling in love at the age of 46. Um, yes, I agree. Uh, I, I think that, um, yeah, I have... Uh, it gave me a lot of hope too because I know she was just like I'm done or like it might not happen for me um and she also posted the other day or yesterday a picture of herself looking good 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 I mean she's a gorgeous woman but so gorgeous and she said maybe it's three days of uh three weeks three weeks three Um, weeks of no alcohol yeah, maybe I'm, I'm I'm wondering if this new love she's found has made her reevaluate um, her drinking because she's always been a big advocate of like getting drunk, and it's only it's always like kind of made me be go like, oh god, I want to drink because it looks cool, and she's mm-hmm. so able to thrive. And she have just such a looks good like someone that like a martini in her hand just makes sense. 
You know what I mean? Like, she just, I don't know why. It's just something about her. It's just like, it just goes with her. She, yeah. It, and then, But yeah. she's done it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, with drinking, I always go, you know, when people are kind of on the fence about quitting, and I know a lot of you are out there, and you'll want to zip past this because you just don't want to quit yet, and you just, you kind of know it's looming, and you're like, I'm not ready. Then you don't need to yet. But th- there comes a point where you go, man, I have this coming up, and I'm not going to be able to drink for this, and... All this and I just go. You've already had your fun. It's over. The party's over. The parties have to end at some point. Or a new kind of party can start. I guess truth. But I think that sometimes I just want. I I would get depressed when I thought about not drinking anymore. And I go, how am I going to do next? You know, Christmas Eve. I like to have. I like to get drunk with my family. My birthday. Blah blah. blah. St. Patrick's. Whatever it is that you go. What is that without drinking? Well, someday you're going to die and that you were not going to be able to have those anymore. So like, I'm not that you maybe just like that's you're dying. That part of your life, you're it's over. Things have to end. And so just because your life continues and you're like, I could keep drinking, maybe just go. It it's it's over. it's I had my fun. life isn't over. Just life drinking is, is over. But the thing is, life yeah. will be over sometimes. So like. You can't keep doing everything forever, but like you can, you can put an end to it and not be sad about it and be like, "Wow, it was like I had my fun. Like I had so much fun with drinking. I'm grateful for all the good times I had that I'll never remember." But it's just like you just don't get to do everything you want to do forever. That's the thing that I think people have to realize is like, just because you want doesn't mean you get. For me, though, for some reason, this Chelsea Handler, when when or like not just with, but just when someone goes, there's hope for everyone. Mm -hmm. It just it comes off a little to me because like it's like okay, we get it, like but you could be broken up in two months. It's like it just it comes off a little to me like a little like oh like even I like it honestly helped me. I will really yeah yeah because first of all, it was someone that was in her life for a while that she didn't even like the fact that and she's someone who just like. She knows the score. Like she yeah. knows who. Like she's a boss bitch, and it's like I put. I don't in need this. love. Yeah, and like for her to be able to reach a place where she is able to find this deep love that she was. It's not like she just met this guy on Bumble. Like it, it was someone that she wouldn't have even thought. Like that's what I like is that she. Not that it was. I'm not trying to be like you and I, Andrew, or something, or like a guy friend of mine. I'm don't. I'm not putting. I'm not saying that with it, but I'm just saying. Things that I think I have figured out, I might not have figured out. Yeah. Or they might change in a way that I go, oh, my God, I never even, like, f- like it could be a girlfriend of mine. Or or it could just be a different type of person that I would have never looked at before that I haven't met yet. You know, yeah. like, I just think that so many times I just go, you know, I don't need anyone. I'm fine. Because she really, the thing is, I think she got him at a time where she really did start to like herself and be okay with being alone. And I think once you're really okay with yourself and being alone, that's when you're able to let someone in and you're not like, I need someone. And the standing ovation he gets all the time. It's hot. Final thought. It's time for Reddit dump. We're doing a quick episode today just because, you know, I'm cankering out, bitches. But I, I'm feeling good now because I just dumped Ambisol in my mouth. Okay. Uh, this is your Reddit dump. I thought it said canker mode. We should do the canker mode. All right, here we go. Oh, I love this. This is Paul McCartney on acid. I fucking love this. Noah, forgive me. This is a little bit of a long one to play. It's it's Paul McCartney getting interviewed about 
having admitted to a journalist that he did LSD. Okay? While out on LSD? No, he's not on oh, LSD. Okay. This is what I thought. It says on acid, so you think he's on it, That's but it's about him talking okay. about it. About four times. And where did you get it from? Oh, you know, I mean, if I was to say where I got it from, you know, it's illegal and everything. It's silly to say that. Do you believe that this was a, a matter which you should have kept private? Mm, but the thing is, you know, that I was asked a question by a newspaper. And the decision was whether to tell a lie or to uh, tell him the truth, you know. I decided to tell him the truth. But I, I really didn't want to say anything, you know, because if I had my decision... Uh, you know, if I had it my way, I wouldn't have told anyone, you know, because I'm not trying to spread the word about this. But the man from the newspaper is the man from the mass medium, you know. I'll keep it a personal thing. If he does too, you know, if he keeps it quiet. But he wanted to spread it, so it's his responsibility, you know, for spreading it, not oh, mine. I fucking love this. Hold on. But you're a public figure. But you're a public figure. You must have known. You said it in the first place. We've made the newspapers. Yes, but to say it, you know, is only to tell the truth. I, I'm telling the truth, you know. I don't know what everyone's so angry about. Well, do you think you have now encouraged your fans to take drugs? I don't think it'll make any difference, you know. I don't think my fans are going to take drugs just because I did, you know. But the thing is, that that's not the point anyway. You know, I was asked whether I had or not. And then from then on, the whole bit about how far it's going to go and how... Many people it's going to encourage is up to the newspapers and up to you, you know, on television. I mean, you're spreading this now at this moment. This is going into all the homes, you know, in Britain. And mm. I'd rather it didn't, you know. But you're asking me the question. You want me to be honest. I'll be honest, you know. Yes. Mm. Don't you love that? Yeah, it's I do. not even about LSD. It's about telling the truth. And when journalists ask questions and celebrities tell the truth about their personal lives or anyone for that matter, it's the press that's getting the information. It's not them. And he was going to tell. He's not a liar. So now we're mad at him for not lying to us. Please, please, Paul, lie to us. Someone made a comment that said that I loved Paul McCartney on the media. Wait. Oh, it said. Uh, uh, da, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me just find this. Paul, isn't it your responsibility as a public figure to shut up and conform? And and do you feel guilty now for telling the truth to a reporter? That's essentially what the guy yeah. was asking. I it's, loved how he spun it. I did. I did. I I enjoyed it. I think it's it is interesting when people go, well, do you think people will take drugs now? Because, well, I mean, every single guy had a mustache because of the Beatles. So I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, that it's, it's definitely. It's and they were like the only band. Drugs. Yeah, I want to grow a mustache and take acid and, but the thing and is, lose my penis. But Well, I heard that on LSD, Paul McCartney has always said about LSD that his life is before and after LSD. Like that's where it splits. And not the Beatles or not yeah. the British Invasion, LSD. Like it changed everything. And that to me was the mind of a man who's done LSD that's just like, I'm not gonna lie. He's honest. He's a vegan. He's a good man. He's like. There's got to be something too about those times when, you know, TV was just coming out. You know, like life. There were so many more rules and like, like judgment from religion and society. So when you took acid back then, it opened up your world. Like we could go to yeah. the internet. Like the internet is a little acidy for a lot of people that want to find things that they never sure. could have seen. But back then you take acid and you're like, what the f <laughs> like these are the thoughts I can have because I've been so like 
ingrained in my head to f- wear this outfit and comb my hair this way I mean, talking and about think these things that way. yeah yeah I mean, that's i've gotten to that place of like i'm not gonna lie anymore because i've read sam harris's book and he's done a lot of lsd to get to a place of like lying is not hel- helping the world be honest and so i think paul was able to get to that place from lsd but i'm you're right i'm able to get lessons from people who have done it because they're able to talk about it and i'm yeah. able to read stuff online and listen to podcasts but you're right. They must. It must have blown their mind. Oh my like, god! They like. Oh, a TV could be colored. Well, that like, was in the, their head. That was <laughs> the '70s. You know, in the '60s, yeah. like the hippie movement was just people just like going to those places and like taking LSD and then making posters of like what they saw. Like everything was just like yeah, like you know tapestries and like patchouli and lava lamps. Like it's all <laughs> representations of this. Um, I do. A, I do oh, find it interesting though when the when someone goes, well, I'm just. There's a, a weird the relationship with like uh, celebrity and media in the sense of like, okay, you're kind of talking shit about media, but without media, especially back then, yeah, you would have no money in your pocket. So it's like, but he's saying spread the. He's not. He's not saying media is bad. He's saying it's up to the. It's don't blame me for yes. the fact that I didn't want to help. I wasn't out there writing songs going. Do LSD and beat your wife. Lucy in the sky with La- diamonds. That wasn't telling people to do LSD. <laughs> now, Mustache and that's, comes back to the Neil Young thing. Like he, he's an artist. He doesn't. He needs the media to, you know, put out his yeah. art. But it's not. He doesn't. He wasn't wanting to. And a lot of these guys do want to get on their soapbox and stuff. But you know, Kendall Jenner poses with a cigarette in a photo, and everyone's like, "You're telling people to." The controversy around it becomes more of a. Yes, then the actual picture. Yeah, so, highlighting. Yeah. So this one uh, was from Taylor Swift, the subreddit Taylor Swift, but this one got around everywhere. This is almost like a sports moment. Clayton Kershaw, did you hear what he said about Taylor Swift? No. Dodgers starting pitcher Clayton Kershaw said, if you don't like Taylor Swift, you're just lying to yourself. If you're a dude and you think you don't like her, just get over yourself. Wow. <laughs> that was a quote. He's a badass, That they aired on too. ESPN. Uh, loved it. Um, He's a great pitcher. He's like honestly one of the best in the ever. Really? Yeah. Ever. Um, uh, yeah, I've heard his name before a lot, and I, I loved that quote. Okay, here's something interesting. This is from um, Antinatalism, which is like against being born. I guess it's like a subreddit about, let me just see what that even means. A community for antinatalism, the philosophical position that assigns a negative value to birth. Uh, it's a hangout. This is a hangout for antinatalists, not as a debate forum. Those who assign a positive or ambivalent value to birth are not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. There was just something that attracted me. And I'm yeah. anti like having more babies. But this is interesting. Ancestral mathematics. In order to be born, you needed two parents, four grandparents, eight great oh, eight great grandparents, yeah. 16 second great great parents, 32 third great grandparents, 64 fourth great grandparents, 128 fifth great grandparents, 256 seventh great grandparents, or sorry, six great grandparents. 512 seventh great grandparents. 1044. 24. Oh. 24. Eighth. You're really good at math. 2048. Yes. How do you know? You're just doubling it. Oh. <laughs> Ninth great grandparents said it says for you to be born today from 12 previous generations, you needed a total of 4,094 ancestors yeah. over the last 400 years. I mean, isn't that wild that your existence depended just on that? you being born out of all the sperms is one in like a billion. Like it's it's insane that we're sitting right here. It really is. And we forget that all the time. I love that. I watched um, a. 
a movie. It's it's on YouTube. It's called Quest for Fire. It has no dialogue. It's just about like, I don't know, like cave people and how they had to keep um, like fire ongoing. Otherwise, they like, you know, they can't survive. It was very interesting. Like the Tomb but- of the Unknown Soldier like needs to keep going. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like made me think about how challenging and how much life sucked back then and how lucky we are today. Yeah, the light before air conditioning and heat is wild. Or or the idea before refrigeration where you just had to to kill something and like eat it within two days or like you're dead. I don't know. It's just fucking like every day. Joy Joy came from orgasms, eating, uh, probably sleeping. It was yeah. just like there was. There's so many. That's why things you go to war. Life was so boring and horrible. You might as well kill another guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> life now is so. We are. I mean, reading this Cubit's poison arrow. Just the amount of dopamine fixes we can get at any given moment. Me sitting in this. Me rubbing my dog, my domesticated pet. Just like oh, yeah. baby boy. Me in air conditioning. In air conditioning. Using electricity. We're suit. talking to someone in Arizona right now. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's not making someone. my life any better, but I'm just kidding. Uh, what did you say, Noah? I said someone. Someone. I'm your not friend. just someone, a mediator. Um, yeah, the mediator. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's it really is. We're but you always hear, well. though, which I find uh, it's hacky at this point, but when people are like, oh, you're complaining about you know pronouns or you're complaining about this. Back in the day, you... I mean, we're just making up things to complain about. You hear that a lot. You know what I mean? Like, from people. What do you feel about that? Like, when people are like, you're just coming up with things to be... I get really annoyed at the whole, you know, I... Not just pronoun, but, like, anything where, like... that mostly really bugs me. Just let... Let any... Who You have... So you have to now, call like, get a little bit awkward when you might call someone her when they want to be called they. They'll tell you, hey, I prefer they. Then it's a little bit awkward for you. But if they prefer that, what does it fucking matter to you? But I think they're saying the people that want to be called they are making the problem. So what? If they are, even if someone is, you know, I've said this before about the trans movement. Even if someone is choosing to, it it is not really trans and just wants attention or just wants to be non-binary just because they want attention how sad that that there's some there's a lot going on in that person's life that they need love so bad that they want to yeah. do that. Just give it to them. Just fucking give it to them. And you can maybe if you can secretly behind their back go, oh, they just want attention and and get some joy dopamine hits out of making fun of them. But it's if it, if you're really that angry about having to call people differently, like. Look at your own life and think about like what, why, what is it such a, is it such a burden to you? Like I just don't get it. And like I have a couple friends who just kind of roll their eyes about the non-binary thing of like, oh now they're going as coast. Like there's a new one called Ke, I think that people literally go by. Well, Ke said this. Like it's not neither he or she or they. It's just a thing. And I go fine. Who cares? Like. It, maybe it's a little kuh. Maybe that person wants attention. But like, I I mean, the whole, I watched Dave Chappelle's special last night or, or enough of it to maybe feel like I can say something about it. But I mean, I, I, I love how that guy can tell a story. He is, I learned a lot watching it. I love Chappelle. Um, I, I didn't, I was kind of like half, I mean, I shouldn't even comment because I was kind of half watching it, but, um, and I was in so much canker pain, but <laughs> 
<laughs> I just the t- I'm so tired of jokes about women who used to be men so they like have a beard or they have like they're bigger or like just making fun of trans people for not looking the way that they want to look or like not passing or being like it's just I'm not saying you you shouldn't be able to make fun of it because yes it's inherently a little bit silly to see someone a man in a dress because we're used to seeing it's a surprising thing right so equals comedy but you do do should you be able to make fun of it yes make fun of it all you want if you want but to me i do have feelings and compassion for people who have had more struggle than others i prefer to and i've made those jokes before too i'm not gonna take myself out of it but my argument is we don't need to ban the jokes about it but we need to understand that the reason we don't need to do those jokes is because first of all they've all been made a guy in a dress oh my gosh he had a lower voice whatever uh uh, they're not like just the oh it's conf- oh guy wearing lipstick like that kind of stuff's been made fun of enough and those trans people have a higher rate of suicide than any other um you know than any other group i believe they they have only known people making fun of them and probably judging and hating them for who they are why do we need to make more joke like i get it that you're allowed to i'm not saying ban it and you should be canceled for making fun of them but just I, when you're make why 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 hurt someone that's already gone through so much to get to a place where where they are? So that's why I hope to choose not to like. That's why I don't make fun of fat people. They already are getting made fun of so much their whole lives if they've struggled with it because it's just something that society for some reason feels like it's okay to make fun of comedians who are you know the best at making fun of things and pointing out what's different and what should be making fun of why add to it yeah it's not even about punching down i don't think these people are down necessarily it's just like they've been through enough like and yeah i make jokes about the home about homeless people but i'm making jokes about the fact that there's shit in the streets now because the homeless crisis is so terrible we don't take care of mental illness it's not i'm not like they shit in the streets what's wrong with them if i were homeless i'd be better than that no i would shit in the street too i'm just saying there comedy doesn't need to be this like if you can't take it you're not a comedian yeah. fucking i just say whatever there should be compassion in comedy why not i feel you and dave chappelle is a very compassionate person you can tell he's a very sweet person and i need to watch the rest of the special to see where it goes but there were a couple of jokes of like you know i like beating up a, a woman that he was like something about her just make if there was a little bit of that like making fun of yeah women who look present as men for, yeah i mean his big th- like and you see it now on twitter and what happens is is goes he, his argument was essentially that you know african americans are below gay people in regards to uh you know society caring about them right. and that's and obviously there's tons of african-american gay people so it's like okay well where does that cross over but besides that point it's like you know um we care so John Gruden got fired recently and he had he said racist remarks right and then he said homophobic remarks and now all of a sudden he's he's quitting he had to he was fired essentially they let him get away with the racist remarks that's what people so people take Chappelle's special and they go well here it is here's a reason he said yeah. but he also said about 3000 they went through all his emails so he had like not only homophobic but he had way more racist way more homophobic like he went after everybody right 
but people want to take you know what Chappelle said, and that's what people do is then they go, oh well, here's an instance of it where you know, and so it's like I think like there's nuance in Chappelle like a little bit more than people want to say like a lot of people treat it at surface level but a lot of people are going to take what he says and then i think like what and it's not just Chappelle, but people take what people say that with nuance and then they go they use it to back up maybe their actual home like their actual like beliefs yeah, that might people be shitty jumping out of their seats like you see in the special there's a couple idiots who just stand up and clap when Chappelle and Chappelle's not making these jokes to start a rally against, no like, that's what i'm yeah hate. exactly but the, his his audience might misinterpret it. Exactly. And you're, you know what? Yeah. You're absolutely right. Like, uh, in terms of making jokes based on stereotypes of the differences of black and white people, yeah, I guess I, I could lean off that too because black people, I need to consider that they've been through a lot more discrimination and like maybe, uh, I mean, there's no doubt they've been through more discrimination and felt uh could could have felt worse about themselves coming up because of like the comments that they hear so yeah i should have compassion like i extend it to everyone but yeah i mean i could see that argument of like oh now suddenly people are listening because it's white people white, white gay people yeah yeah white gay people yeah and it was an interesting point he made about that two black if two black guys called the cops the cop would show up and not go which one of you they just be both. yeah 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 and so it's you know i love Chappelle. i gotta watch the rest of it but we gotta go uh All thank right. you guys so much for listening as always don't be cut out there and jack, jack in the box oh good one looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results but also empower you with a sense of complete control Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.